Welcome to The Cultured Podcast, a weekly conversation hosted by me, Michelle Corey, that breaks down the barriers surrounding art, theater, travel, and more to serve a digestible dose of culture for all. Hello, everybody. It's Michelle. Thank you for joining me for another amazing week. Today I have Bianca Cooper here with me. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm well. How are you? I am so good. Yes. I'm really good. It's rainy right now. There's like this gloom outside that's actually making it feel kind of cozy to record in the yeah, studio. We have a really exciting episode today. We're going to be talking to Bianca about disruptive design. Bianca has a clothing line called Bianca. And it's extremely creative fashion. It's design all her own. So we're going to be talking about what it's like to and where you find the inspiration to design fashion that is outside of anything that I can conjure in my mind. And that's going to be pulling on the creative process, the process of inspiration, which leads me to what is inspiring me this week. So what's inspiring me specifically today is actually felt sculpture. Have you ever heard of this? I'm not familiar with Wow. Basically, it's like you take wool that's unspun and it's very, very loose. And then you you bunch it up together and you just start stabbing it with these special needles that are very delicate that tangles the felt and compacts it. What? Yeah. And there's this artist who I'm really going to try to have on the show. His name is Paolo del Toro. And he makes these massive masks and creatures yeah. made out of felt. And so he, because he makes these massive sculptures, takes has like these needles that are almost like a, a giant tattoo gun, you know, right. where it's like multiple needles in one and he stabs it to compact the felt. But a lot of people do this and they create little felt animals, like oh. fake felt taxidermy. Yeah, I had to go on Amazon and buy a starter kit because I want to try. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> well, I'm into process. Is that yes? So it's I have to see how it feels and just to actually get a better understanding of the idea. Exactly. That sounds interesting. Now right? I have to research that. I have never heard. I'm gonna play with it. You should. I'll do some process shots of me, um, probably like murdering my fingers because they're really <laughs> small little needles. Story of my life. <laughs> I'm in my room cussing up a storm and. My husband, Richard, is like, what's going on? I'm like, nothing, just hurting myself in here. <laughs> Your husband is an yes, artist, known yes. in Atlanta as Rico. Yes. Well, known not just in Atlanta, known beyond Pretty in the much, galaxy. Yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. the galaxy now. In the galaxy as Rico. <laughs> He's super talented. His work is um, not PG-13. <laughs> but there are R. a lot of 13-year-olds that love his work, believe it <laughs> or not. They DM him every day. Okay, fine. You so know? it's for whatever you want. Right. You know, it I'm is. not going to put a label on it. <laughs> you mentioned being into process. So I think mm -hmm. that's the perfect way to just start talking immediately, jump into the topic of disruptor design. Right. And we're going to, we'll reach the point where we talk about how it's disruptive in a second. But first, you know, how did you first sit at a sewing machine? What, what compelled you to do that? When I graduated from Kennesaw State or leading up to my graduation, I've had a sewing machine just sitting patiently waiting for me to use it because um, I grew up like watching, you know, Project Runway mm -hmm. and bride shows and all these different types of shows that just made me want to be like, you know what? I really want to create my own vision and I'm really big in thrifting. Mm -hmm. I was like, one day I'll get the courage to actually create what my mind sees mm -hmm. and then... 
graduation was coming up and I was like, you know what, I'll just make my own graduation dress. And that's what pretty much kicked it off. My mom's best friend, she taught me how to use the sewing machine and pretty much the basics and like the sewing jargon. And But now like I'm really in, indulging in the art side of sewing. Lately, I've been making sure everything that I make is thoughtful and actually coming from my heart. Even if it doesn't make sense in the beginning, when I complete it, I'm like, wow, my brain must be really chaotic because I didn't know how this was leading up to this, but I'm happy with it. Those are the best moments, though. Yeah. Like when you get to submit yourself into Mm -hmm. your artwork. Right. You know, and then just allow it to flow. And as a writer, sometimes I want to do that. And we get in our own way so much, Mm -hmm. you know, where we start overthinking and being like, "Uh, what's in there? What's in there? What's in there? Mm -hmm. And that's actually counterproductive to actually letting it flow. You get nothing done when you do that. Right. I've dealt with the period where I overthought so much that I actually didn't produce as much as I really could have been producing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I've been letting my guard down, just being myself. How do you do that? What Do you have like techniques for letting your guard down? I just try not to compare mm. myself <laughs> That's a to big anything one. that makes sense. Because if I comp- start comparing myself to things that make sense, then I don't get anywhere with my work because I have to be chaotic and silly in order for myself to flow creatively. So I just start doing weird stuff around the house, saying weird things. <laughs> I have two little poodles and honestly, they animals bring that out in you anyway. So I just look at them when I'm feeling like I can't think of anything. And then I'm like, you know what? They're having fun just gnawing on a toy. <laughs> And I can create this, so let me just sit in here and see what comes about. I don't really do much drawing or sketching. Wow, really? I should work on that a little bit more. But why? It's working out for you not to. Just like when you think about math, Hmm. when you, you know, write down some problems, believe it or not, you get a really deep answer. Mm -hmm. So I probably should start writing down my ideas. I just go for the kill most of the time. Yeah. So you sit down in front of the machine and just just start sewing. Like I get an idea if, if I'm out in nature or like at a museum or looking at people. I look at a lot of texture, contrast and color. So my mind is constantly racing. And then if I go to the fabric store, if I see fabric that I didn't even know was in my bin mm-hmm. because I sometimes am a compulsive buyer when it comes <laughs> to that. So I'm like, oh, I can actually use this material with this material and then let's make this and let's layer it and let's just play. You talked about math. You mm-hmm. touched on that just now. And your designs are not just geometric in the shapes that are mm-hmm. found within them, but also in their own shape. Like Definitely. the silhouettes are very geometric. Right. And it creates for the most interesting way that the fabrics fall on your body. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite pieces is the jersey. Yeah. Um, it's a mesh jersey. A lot of females wear it. Mm-hmm. The way that it falls on a feminine form is really interesting. Right. Because you see the feminine figure underneath. Exactly. But then it's very like geometric, boxy, sharp angles. Mm -hmm. And I freaking love that like dichotomy, that juxtaposition. Thank you. Same. That's what I'm going for most of the time. Is it natural for you to blend the feminine and the masculine like that? Yes, because that's a part of me. Yeah. I'm very much of both. Yeah. I like to play with the balance of masculine and feminine. Just because honestly, that's just how the world is. It's really no such thing as... 100% either way. Right. Um, I do love that stuff, though. Yeah, I like to blend 
blend both because I find myself wearing a lot of men clothing because it makes me feel comfortable sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially so I can move around. I like to be active. And when I find myself in too tight of clothes or sometimes women clothes can fit really to your frame, which is really nice. But sometimes I move around too much where I'm like, oh, I can't sit down like that because they designed this really well. But I just I need a little bit more space. So I, especially when I'm working, I need to really flow. That's the whole idea of the reason why I make my clothes or anything that I make is for function. Like, but it's also really striking, like mm-hmm. visually striking. And this is a time when fashion is being disrupted in many ways. Right. You know, and you talk about the balance of masculine and feminine. And there's a lot of like major labels that are coming out with unisex lines now. Mm-hmm. And I think that your clothes, there's a lot of femininity to it. Mm-hmm. But it's to me, it's very versatile. Do you consider it unisex? It can be considered unisex. I don't really like to label. But I mean, I guess it can be considered unisex because anybody can technically wear it. Also, I like to study culture. I know you talked about that in one of your episodes. Mm -hmm. I just want people to wear stuff that makes sense to them instead of saying, let me put on a pair of skinny jeans because I see it on this commercial. Maybe let me wear this red or this green because Mm -hmm. this means specifically something to me. And if somebody asks me why I wore red or orange today, then Mm -hmm. maybe I can give them a description. So why did you wear orange today? I wanted to feel bright. Yeah. <laughs> and energetic. And plus it looks good on my skin, I it guess. <laughs> I like I orange on everybody. Because it's bright and fun and I'm fly. In short words, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this label that I'm giving this episode, being disruptive with your design, what does that mean to you? Disruptive to me means to make or create Like I said, in a way that doesn't necessarily have to make sense. Like a lot of people try to make whatever I make or put out make sense. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, sometimes I really can't give you an explanation. It's just how you feel when you look at it. Yeah. So it's, if it feels like, you know, soothing and calming, then cool. But that same piece may feel a little too much for me, Bianca. Mm -hmm. I've had that before, but disruptive is just atoms it's just like chaos all the time that's how i am in my sewing room i'm over here i'm over there i'm cutting and then i'm changing my mind and wanting to do something else and then i forget to do something so i have to undo the stitch and Mm -hmm. that's just a part of my process anyway and i guess that's what i mean by just what i think disruptive means yeah there's so many creators out there doing this and it's an interesting It's interesting the responses that you guys get as Mm -hmm. disruptors Mm -hmm. because there's so much discomfort, I think. Right. People experience discomfort when they see something that doesn't fit a mold. Right. Um, And then others see it as art. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it's really just an expression of your unique being. Right. Your unique drive and what inspires you. And that's why I find it so refreshing because Mm -hmm. like you said you can wear it you can frame it you know you can talk to it yeah if you want it can be your pets (laughs) exactly what they want to lay on this my dogs do that so this is my cat's jersey yep (laughs) exactly that may come soon i've been thinking about some of course ideas about yes putting some clothes on them one day we'll see what pops up please do it i am i might make them a koofy what's a koofy it's a it's an African style hat that is it sits right on. Oh yeah, right okay. I never mm-hmm. knew what that was called. Yes, that's so K-U-F-I. cool. K U F I. Yeah, 
So tell me how culture and your roots, both ancestral and more recent roots, inspire you in your designs. Like Virginia, I think, is one of your... Yeah, that's like my parents' hometown. My hometown, too. But yes, I'm Black, West Indian on my mother's side, but we really don't know the depths of it, maybe because of slavery. Yeah, probably. Honestly, yeah. we don't really know much. But yeah, I'm just labeled as Black, and of course, it definitely has a lot to do with my designs and my creativity, Yeah, because it keeps me pushing the limits and the expectations that comes from just remaining complacent, mm, and I do not want to be complacent. So my designs speak for that. Of course, like hip-hop, jazz, like I look at all of that and try to incorporate it into my designs. You know, being Black in the United States is is a really difficult state of being, and it's not something that anyone chooses or doesn't choose. It just is who you are. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of issues in the U.S. that stifle Black creativity. Mm -hmm. Like there's just a stifling of Black creativity if it doesn't fit, like you said, within like the pre-approved channels. It's interesting when that, um, let's call it oppression, because it is, when that oppression mm -hmm. actually pushes you to make something that is both an act of cultural expression and rebellion. Right. Which is sort of what all minorities in the U.S. that are artists do. Mm -hmm. I think naturally. Like I said, just not getting caught up in being the victim either and just keep knowing that you can do it like anything is possible like I have to keep telling myself that too like even outside of race or gender or any of those things at the end of the day it's all about movement so it's all about like what you're doing and how you're doing it in the best way that you can and not necessarily having to give or having to give an explanation for it but just do it even if you feel like you don't have resources, because at one time in my life, I felt like maybe that was the excuse of not creating or not sewing at an earlier age, because I felt like I didn't have the resources to do it. How am I supposed to just start sewing? You just go right in and do it your way. And of course, reference. I call myself an ignorant artist, but you don't want to be ignorant to the point where you're not learning and becoming knowledgeable. Yeah. What so, what makes you call yourself an ignorant artist? artist? Um, because I didn't follow the study of going to school for fashion, for sewing, for design. Because you didn't go to school for it, people kind of are like, well, why are you doing it? Well, especially when it comes to creation. Right. I mean, there's like a lot of different people who create because it compels them mm -hmm. and it's incredible. There's that's, right. that's the interesting thing right now about schooling and artistry mm -hmm. and how elitist it can be for those who did not go to school for their art versus right. those, those who did. One of the guests on this show is Squishy Puss. Mm -hmm. If you know him, he's an artist here in Atlanta. His name is Ray. And he talks about that too in an episode where we kind of explore how people have bad-mouthed him or said, or said cruel things about him because he didn't go to school for art. Right. And yet he has a very unique way of expressing himself, and it's his and his alone. Right. And the same could be said of your work. Your designs for me just conjure complexity. Like when mm -hmm. I look at them, I'm, I'm, I want to think. Right. <laughs> you know, and I don't even. And that is my biggest yeah. pet peeve with people is if they do not think and pay attention to detail, I'm just like, 
And there's Where's also your artistry. Yeah. Like your mm-hmm. seams are impeccable. Like right. you really have uh, well thought out pattern work. Like you, you, your scenes are seams are really clean, and then the designs themselves are really well thought out. So it's it's interesting to me for someone to say like, wait, you didn't go to school for that? Because who cares? Right. You I'm know? kind of a perfectionist when it comes to like seam work. Like it has to be as straight as I can make it be. Like it has to be that way. If not, I'm I'm starting over. Do you get into like rabbit holes of seeming? I used to be perfect. I used to, but then I start realizing and accepting that it's actually, you know, it's handmade Mm -hmm. and it takes me back to when I visited like the Hirshhorn or St. Louis Museum and Mm -hmm. I saw work from textile artists. Mm -hmm. There may have been a little bit of quote unquote bad lines, seam lines, but that's the beauty of handmade pieces. I'm really into the hand because that actually tells history. And there's a connection of energy, you know, there's Mm -hmm. like a real, like your hands, the energy in your body is making something and, and it charges whatever you're making Mm -hmm. with that energy, Mm -hmm. um, be it words or clothes or paint or clay or felt. Sculpting is beautiful to me. I can even categorize like that's where I lead to is like it's sculpting in a way Mm. just because I have to learn how to manipulate the fabrics, especially if it's really lightweight. Yeah. I have to think about how can I make this a little bit more heavy so that it actually can form a a little bit better? How can I do this seam like that so I can go over the arm if somebody was to wear this? So it's just little things like that that I think about. Sometimes I don't think about, and then somebody tries something on, and I'm like, whoops. <laughs> right. Forgot you had a big calf leg there, Bianca, because my calves are large. So sometimes I have to, like, keep that in mind. What was it like to go from, you know, sewing and just kind of sitting at the machine and, and making clothes for yourself, I would imagine, is how you started out, mm-hmm. to, like you just said, tailoring clothes, making custom pieces for people? I can imagine it's a difficult learning curve going from just your measurements to Various Very frightening sometimes because you also want to please people. Yeah. But then I have to come to the realization that and have to let them understand that sometimes that's just not how it's going to be. Like I can, we can work on it and continue to work on it. But some people come to me with like really strong deadlines. Mm -hmm. That's like, hey, Bianca, I want to get this piece made next week. And then they expect for it to be like tip top. And I'm like, well, I mean, I can knock it out for you, but it takes a few fittings to get it how you actually see it because you're communicating your idea to me. And then I have to bring it from flat to 3D. Mm -hmm. So um, it can be a little scary, but because I've been doing it a little bit more and gaining more confidence, I really just go with the flow. Yeah. Um, I'm transitioning right now into costumes for a lot of artists, like rap artists and singers. That's where I really want to go. That's awesome. With that, yeah. Are they more performative? Yeah. Pieces? Yeah. So you get to really be like much more wild because it's not like ready to wear. My intention is to go that route. Yes. So, yes. (laughs) Who are you making for right now? Um, Earth Gang, Johnny. We're doing some custom onesie pieces right now. I'm excited to see that because like you said, I've been so used to doing like stuff for my mom and her friends making little, you know, Sunday dresses and stuff like that to actually getting into my creative side and making stuff that is like fun. So you talk about the images in your head. So what inspires those images? Where do you think they come from? 
I really think they come from metaphysics. I really read a lot about metaphysics and like science. And then I find myself reading about animals, nature books, but I really like knowing information. Yeah. Someone who pursues. I'm always like the fun fact person. Like, Hey, did you ever think about, did you know this? Yeah. Like Bianca, what, (laughs) what are you talking about? I'm like, seriously, go look it up. Right. I just did this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just did this last night. I'm reading a book right now on super string theory. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I was with a friend last night and I was like, no, no, no. You're drilling too, too, too down onto your own me, your ego. Right. Just remember, we're all just vibrating strings. See? <laughs> At our most microscopic. Right. <laughs> you have to do that sometimes because it, it can actually help people out. It, yeah, to, it can. You know, yeah. To think about things in a different perspective. What are you right now about metaphysics thinking about a lot? The continuum. When I leave this realm, my pieces will be a continuum of energy. And that is exactly what I want people to feel like when I go into museums and I've seen a textile piece, it's like, wow, somebody made this. And this was a few hundred years ago. And I just think of myself as technically never dying. And that's pretty much it. As as long as I can keep creating things that are tangible, if you can visually see it, hear it, because I've also made a rap song. Okay, we're going to have to hear that. Is it a secret? No, it's not a secret. Me and Frico did it. It's called BBB. But it's just a silly song. Like I said, it's just creative energy that me and him created together. See, and I love, you guys collaborate a good bit. Like, you're very, very supportive of each other and your art yeah, forms. Yeah, keep each other very loose and silly. Right. We have to do that because that's what keeps us going. But you do have, like, you sell some hats with mm-hmm. his designs on them mm-hmm. and stuff, like, with his artwork on them and stuff. And it's just like an ass, you know. Oh, I drew like that. A, oh, you drew that? Yeah. I thought he did. No. What? <laughs> I was really surprised, too, myself. Wow. Not gonna lie. But yeah, I drew that. Shoot. He nice. pushed me because I was like, I can't get this. I'm giving up. He's like, keep drawing, Bianca. Keep doing it. Sketch. Do you ever see me? I'm always sketching. You'll make it work. So I was really surprised to see the outcome of it. Yeah. He helped boost my confidence on that. I just don't really have that much confidence in my drawings. But when I really look at them, I think they're beautiful. I have so much stuff at home that is just sitting. I feel like there's going to be a museum for you guys one day. And it's going to be all the little shit that you just kept in drawers. It might be. Rap songs that you just got to dust off. Probably. I'm one of those people that will write or draw something. And then it's in another another notebook. Yeah. And then it's over here. And then it's over there. And I'm like, no, I had an idea, but now I can't find it. What have been like some of the biggest challenges for you in creating fashion that doesn't seek to fit into any kind of trend? I don't know if there really is a challenge. Like I, like you said, when we were speaking about Covington, Virginia and Clifton Forge, Virginia, my mom is from Covington, my dad's from Clifton Forge. So being around them and understanding that they don't care to also please brings me back to my center and mm-hmm. like, Bianca, you really don't have challenges like that it's just literally what do you feel yeah and just go with that yeah that that goes to show the sense of liberation you can have when you just trust in you Mm -hmm. and in your expression rather than i mean really what you said earlier is is very profound about not comparing yourself to others Mm -mm. and we we live in a in a day right now where there are so many tools for comparison. Mm-hmm. It is so easy to compare yourself to others. Right. And 
the reality is those people are constantly comparing themselves to you. Yeah. And it's a vicious cycle where no one's like, where very few people know how to just be. Like, that's pretty awesome that you're able to reach that state where you can just comfortably be. Right. And express yourself, mm-hmm. whatever form that takes. Yeah. I'm, th- I'm thankful for my parents, honestly, my family. They never really made me do anything in particular like they never was like you gotta go to school and be a doctor Bianca and if you don't I'm never talking to you ever again they weren't like that yeah so thankfully because my family are technically mountain people Mm -hmm. and we will walk around barefoot and cuss up a storm that's amazing do all this crazy stuff it keeps me loose in my head because they have so much fun without trying and it's just like well why can't I be like that yeah. It's in my blood, too. It's in all of us, really. But, yeah, it keeps me insane. <laughs> I like to be crazy. It's a method to the Yes. Madness. There always is. That's all metaphysics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. And and it's making me want to wear one of your pieces right now. I got to get you a piece. Especially the hat. Yeah. I'm going to get you a piece. Oh my God, Bianca, I love you. I think you've inspired all of us today. So thank you so much for, we dove into metaphysics. We dove into disruption. We dove into good old fashioned felt sculpture. (laughs) Thank you for having me here. It was an honor. So much fun. I feel special now. You are special. You crazy special little creature. (laughs) (laughs) Meow. again to Bianca for being on the show today. She is truly a one of a kind soul. And if you want to check out some of Bianca's work and see her mad skills in action, you can do so by visiting www.bianca.com. And again, that's B-I-Y-U-N-K-A. And that's also her Instagram handle. So you can find her on there, give her a shout, tell her you heard her episode on Cultured and so on and so forth. This has been so much fun. I am forever grateful to you, the Cultured Crew. I love you from the bottom of my heart, and I hope you have an amazing, inspiring, exciting week. And don't forget to chase your passion and express yourself, whatever that looks like. And of course, keep it classy, keep it curious, keep it cultured. Michelle Corey. Sean Powers is our producer. David Markowitz is our executive producer. The Cultured Podcast is a production of Zero Mile Media, made with love in Atlanta. You can listen to Cultured on culturedpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and anywhere podcasts are found. If you love what you're hearing, don't forget to rate and review the Cultured Podcast on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) 